That wasn't very, wasn't very, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wasn't very convincing. Stand up on your feet for a minute. Come on. Come on. I am a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. Come on. That's who you are. You can minister to one another. You can pray for one another. You can share your faith with one another. Amen. They have to get the the body of Christ. We have to change our mindsets. Mindsets have to change because we're all in it. Not just a few people and then everyone just attends stuff. But we're all in it. In your workplaces, in your school, in your home, in your environments, wherever you find yourself, you're actually in it. And you know what? You're actually a witness one way or another. And this is the sobering thought that we're always a witness for Jesus Christ one way or another, aren't we? See, you might as well be a, you might as well be a Holy Spirit-filled, faith-filled, light-in-the-darkness one. I just want to share this before the kids go out. And Rod's taken the younger ones today, so bless you, Rod. And someone's help, helping Rod. Who's George is helping Rod. Hey, that's awesome. And um, who's doing the older ones now? Claudia. Claudia is doing the older ones. Awesome. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that we're endeavouring to do as we in, further encourage body ministry is get the young kids to minister to their peers. Rather than just adults doing all the ministry to the kids, we want to see the kids begin to minister to one another. So that's awesome. Good on you, Claudia. Good job. Well done. Woo. Let it be more of that. Can I just share just briefly too that um, just before people go out and the kids go out today, um, I know that a couple of things are you know a bit of an, bit of an inconvenience, but I keep saying that we, you know, we are so glad that we can gather together and we need to continue to pray. Amen. Not just for this community, but for the whole community. I had a prayer request from the Australian Prayer Network saying, you know, church, will you stand and pray with the people of Victoria? You know, we need, like, we need to stand and, and actually how about we just do that right now in Jesus' name? How about we just do that right now? Come on. Come on. Jesus is the name above all names. You know, all names. I remember the testimony of Rees Howes when that bubonic plague or whatever it was in the early 1900s was killing millions around the world. And, you know, and God gave him the promise that not one person on his land would die. And they had, there was witch doctors and there were people coming to his land saying, tell me about this God of yours. You know, we serve a mighty God. Come on. So we just, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you, Jesus, that you are Lord of the heavens and the earth. And so we exalt you today. We exalt you today. We magnify you today over this coronavirus in Jesus' name. This man-made filthy stench in your nostrils that it would shrivel up and die in Jesus' name. We pray against all deception and fear and lies in Jesus' name. We pray for the truth to be revealed in Jesus' name, that light would shine in the darkness in this place. We lift up those people, God, right now that are suffering, God, in different ways. Lord, we pray that they would experience your presence they would experience your miracle power, working power, God, in their midst. Lord, that, that lungs would be clear, that as airways would open up, God, there would be testimony after testimony after testimony that would say, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Amen? Look what the Lord has done. We declare this nation is yours, Jesus. 
This nation is yours. It is your kingdom come, and it's your will be done in this place, God. And we stand as sons of God to enforce that today in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Cool. That wasn't what I was going to share before the kids went out. Hang on. I wanted to share one thing with you, because I wanted everyone to hear it before we go out. You know, that, I don't know whether you realize, but, you know, in the midst of everything, God speaks. And the thing is, do we listen? God speaks, but do we listen? And, you know, there's some things that God has been speaking about, and we need to respond. Because, you know, you know I may not always get things right, but I have a heart that I, wanted, I want more of God. I want to seek hard after God. I want to continually grow. You know, we change from glory to glory. I I want God to have His way. You know, man, we need more of Him. We need more of His Holy Spirit, you know, manifesting amongst us and through us into this. You know, people need to, Roy was saying before, you know, before when when He arrived, you know, people need to encounter the Holy Spirit. We need more of the Holy Spirit. And that is exactly right. Amen? Yep. So we can't just do what we've always done. But, you know, God is speaking. One of the things that he's speaking about, and it's a bit of a dirty word some, in some areas of the church nowadays, but God is he's speaking to his people about repentance and humility. Because repentance, the Greek word metanoia, is actually a change. You know, it's part of the renewing of the mind, a change. It's not just something you just, you know, and, it's, and it continually happens. You know, but God is continuing to do that. And, and as we lay our lives afresh at His feet, you know, He's calling us to surrender and He's calling us to humble ourselves, you know. And that's a response to God. When God speaks, you know, we humble ourselves and surrender that He would have His way in us. And I want to encourage you today that this is a time to make things right. I want to encourage you that if you carry anything against someone, that today is the day that it needs to be dealt with. You know, I'm not just talking about here, I'm talking about in life. You know, today is the day to talk to someone, not to talk to someone else about someone, but to talk to someone and to deal with stuff that needs to be dealt with. You know, it's a humility and it's a surrender. You know, God is wanting us to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's out of that place that we will see increased streams of living water begin to flow. Amen? Yep. You know, so we're going to continue to see, in part of that, in part of amongst us, we're going to continue to see change. We are, you know, responding to God. And isn't it funny how Facebook can be really like a pain in the bum sometimes, if I can say it like that. And sometimes Facebook can be really useful. I had a Facebook post pop up. You know how you like memories? And it popped up the other day and it was a memory from four years ago. It was so it was three months before we started Restoration Center. And the memory was <laughs> and it was like, uh oh, Holy Spirit conviction coming on coming on right here. And it said, God said, I haven't called you to plant a church, I've called you to be part of a movement. And I went, Ooh. Which was confirmation of what we've been praying about and what and what we've been talking about. You know, so you know, that's our heart to see a movement of God in this city and this region. It's bigger than us. Needs the body of Christ. Needs the kingdom. Needs the people working, partnering, loving, ministering together. Amen.
So anyway, from our point of view, we're taking you know, greater steps into intentional team ministry. There's more and more people that are, that are stepping into things. There's more space for people, as I shared last week. And you know, I just wanted to, um, to say that, you know, that I've realized myself in this time out that I got caught in the middle of stuff I, needed, I didn't need to get caught in the middle of. It wasn't intentional, but the stuff just gets heaped on you and you just, you just go. So what a great time to reset, amen? What a great time to thank God for the good things, but to go, you know, God, we need to see the more, and the only way we're going to see the more is to see uh, more disciple-making, more equipping, more empowering, and more people rising up in their gifts and ministries. Amen? So we want to see that. You know, I, every, every Sunday, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just out there, but every Sunday when I'm worshipping, I can see prophetic things happening. I can, I can hear things, and I think, well, I don't want to go up there all the time and just, you know, bring forth stuff. I reckon there are other people here that are getting stuff. Getting a verse of scripture, getting a word, getting a vision. You know what? That's what the microphone's for. We want to encourage the body to begin to minister more and more and more to one another. Amen? Come on. Yeah, that, yeah, that means you. Yeah. Turn to the person next to you and say, that means you. Yeah, that means you. Amen. That means you. Huh. That means you. Okay, that's cool. Okay, kids, you can go out. Have I forgotten anything else? Please? No? I'm all good. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that one again. Yeah. I hope that you have signed your name in on the way in. If you're uh, part of a family, you don't need to put your all separate names. You just need to put London Family Times 4 or Isles Family Times 4. You know, um, five, yeah. Makes it a bit easier, doesn't it? You just got to get in the routine of putting your name in the, on the sheet as you come in on a Sunday. That's pretty good. Cool. So last week I didn't get through everything, so we just wanted to have part B this week. Yep. So we had part A last week, split between 9 and 11, but then we've got part B. So I wanted to share with you the second part. So let's just wrap, uh, let's just go over quickly some of the things that the Lord was, um, that I was sharing about last Sunday, the things that the Lord had placed on my heart. Remember that, um, you know, that the foundation is first love, amen? First love with Jesus, you know, the coming back to that place of first love, that's foundational and we need to keep coming back to that place and if things get cluttered in our life and things start getting the way, you know, we need to push that aside, we need to come back to that place. And, you know, many people have shared during this time of shut-in, you know, that they've experienced that they've been pressing into God, um, you know, like they haven't done for a long time. And that is, that is really good to hear. The response in that, you know, that God is looking for a, like a fresh consecration, you know, looking for a people that will lay down their lives for His kingdom cause. Amen? Calling us to walk in humility and honour as we go lower and lower. You know, honouring one another, respecting, valuing, you know, appreciating one another. You know, because we're all part of the body of Christ. You know, we can set an example. Amen? Yep. Not just amongst us, but, you know, in the church, in the city, in the church, in the region, you know, there's always been issues and there's always been stuff. But you know what? We need to show what it means to honour one another. You know what honour means? It doesn't mean that I have to agree with you 100% on everything. And that's the problem. 
that's been the problem that we've misunderstood it's like well you know me and Tanya are on the same page as each other and then all of a sudden there's a disagreement about something and all of a sudden it's like that Tanya you know but that's not honor it's not honor because God is in her Jesus paid the price for her and I need to see God in her. You know what? We may not disagree. Over, um, sorry, we may not agree over this point at this point in time. But you know what? God loves her. He paid a price for her. And He is in her. And she has a calling and a purpose and a destiny. You see, the problem is, is, is that too many people live out of their head. And what I mean by that is, it's, you know, doctrine. And then, you know, part of the reason we have all these different denominations is because they, they majored on certain doctrines. And we always need to be really careful. I have met so many people that have, that have, you know, like, I had friends that, and please don't mishear me. I don't want you to mishear me. Please. I, I did two years of Bible college, okay? So please don't mishear me. But I had friends that left Tasmania that went away for two years of Bible college, and they left one person, they came back a completely other person. I went, where is the heart gone? Where is the love gone? Where is that person gone? Because it was all head stuff. And all of a sudden, the relationship wasn't the same anymore. So we need to learn how to honour. And as I shared last week, that it says, honour the weak or or give special honour to the weaker parts of the body. What are the weaker parts? It's those that don't know who they are in Christ yet. It's those that are struggling with their identity in Christ and they don't fully know who they are and what they carry. So we give special honour to those people in Jesus' name. Amen? So he's talking about that. He's talking about, which I've just shared about briefly, about creating space and simplifying what we can simplify as much as possible. Amen? We create space for the Spirit of God, but we create space for one another and we simplify as much as we can. So we we get back to the simple things, the, the foundational things, the basic things. And one of those things is that people matter. People matter to God. And then there's that sense of ownership, that I'm a son in the kingdom of God, that, there's the, that I have ownership. Remember, we... I finished up my last point, for those that were here and for those that weren't here, you can always go on the podcast or whatever from last week. Remember I shared about the older son. You know, the prodigal son went off and he squandered all his inheritance and he did this stuff. And the older son, he was dutifully hardworking, doing everything his father asked of him. And when the younger son came back and the father restored him with the robe and the ring and he put everything on him and he killed the fatted calf and they had this great celebration, amen. The older son was indignant. He got so angry. And he said, Father, all this time I've been doing this stuff and I've been doing this and doing this, but I've, I've never been able to have a party. I've never been able to do this. And the father's response, which was so profound, was that, Son, you have always been with me and everything I have is yours. That's us in the kingdom of God by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ sealed with the Holy Spirit the promise guaranteeing what is to come everything I have is yours how cool is that 
You've got to start to walk in it. You've got to start to get that revelation of it and start to move in it. Amen? Anyway, we'll move on to part B. That's a bit of a quick recap. I was, when I was praying during the week, I think we have to realize this. Well, I don't know, well, yeah, we have to realize this. We are contending for something. Do we realize that? We are contending for something. I don't know whether we realize that sometimes. The Bible says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers of darkness, amen? Spiritual forces. We are contending for something. Because the enemy is a, is a thief and he is a liar and he comes to steal, kill and destroy. He does not want people to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He does not even want Christians to come to an understanding of who they are in Christ. He's quite happy for people to attend church on a Sunday and sing a few hymns and listen to a message and go home again. He's quite happy with that. He wants to stop people hearing the word in such a way that their lives are changed. Amen? So we are contending for something, but we're not contending for a better church meeting. We're not contending for that. No, no, no. We are contending for the purposes and promises of God to be, to be fulfilled in this region. We are kingdom ambassadors here in this region. We are contending for the truth that the people of Bundaberg would know that Jesus loves them. We are contending for the word that was spoken that this region would be known for no other spirit than the spirit of the living God. That's what we're contending for. Amen? We are contending for the unity of the church. We are. You know, like when you spend time in prayer, there are certain things that the Lord places on your heart and you keep praying and He just keeps putting it on there. You ever experienced that? Through this period when we were shut away, you know, and please, again, hear me, there's so many, what's the word, atrocities, is that the word? I'm not really good with big words. Atrocities that, that happen in this nation. You know, abortion is just one of them. So many atrocities that happen. But one of the atrocities that the church seems to forget is the division. And the last three or four months as I've been praying, it's just God is just, you know, why can't we use Solder's Oval? And why can't we have two, two and a half thousand Christians there worshipping Jesus together? Why can't we? So I'm sowing the seed. I'm sowing the seed. Because God wants to see something happen. And it can only happen as we put Jesus in the center. It can only happen when we put Jesus in the center. If we look to titles, positions, denominations, whatever, first, there's always going to be an issue. But if we come around Jesus... And we recognize that without him, we are nothing. And apart from him, we can do nothing. Something starts to shift. Something starts to change. There is so much that we are contending for. So much. And God is saying to us, people, think bigger. 
think bigger. So often we just get our little mindsets and our little weekly lives and we just do what we do and God just keeps saying, think bigger. Think bigger. Neil, last week when he shared communion, what if? What if a city can be changed? We've seen it in history. We've seen it in history. And I don't know about you, but I want to see Jesus glorified in this city. I want to see Jesus glorified in this region. Amen? We want to see Jesus exalted. So we're contending. We need to be wise and we need understanding because wisdom is the correct application of knowledge. We need to be wise. Someone um, said to me during the week, oh, yes, I know who it was, but I won't say uh, who it was. Someone said, can you please pray for such and such person? I said, yeah, what's, what, why is that? They said, because their granddaughter has just, uh, is going to Brisbane this weekend to be inducted as a full-blown witch. From Bundaberg, here in Bundaberg. And they wanted a Bible. Not for the purposes of reading it but part of their sacrificial stuff that they do when they're inducted as a witch. There is very real stuff that happens, and so much of the church is blind to the fact of the spiritual forces of darkness that are here. So we want to be wise, and we want to be understanding about these things. Amen? We make a fresh decision that these are, these are days of new beginnings. Amen? These are times of new beginnings, that God leads us on. God leads us forward. And we keep on praying, we keep standing, we keep ministering, we keep on until. As it says in Hosea chapter 12, uh, verse, verse um, uh, sorry, chapter 10, verse 12, sow righteousness for yourselves and reap unfailing love. Break up your unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until He comes and sends righteousness on you like the rain. I don't know about you, but in the natural, how good was it to see rain this week? It was so good. You know, we pray for rain, not just in the spiritual, but in the natural, that the ground would be refreshed. And it's great to see winter rain because in our time here in Bundaberg, we haven't seen much winter rain. But the winter rain can help prepare the ground for the spring rain so that it doesn't just run off, but it starts to get the ground soft. You know, so we're thankful to God for that. And in the, and in the spiritual sense, we see the same things. We see, you know, things happening. It's God just softening the ground. But He's calling us to keep praying. Man, last Friday night at prayer was awesome. More and more people are stepping in to authority. There's more stuff happening. It's so encouraging. And we keep on praying until, amen? So the three main points that I want to share with you before I finish talking today is this. Alignment. One of the words that kept coming to me over this three or four month period was alignment. That God is bringing alignment to his people. Not just amongst us, but his heart is for the city and his heart is for the region, his heart is for the nation. That God is bringing alignment. There are, that, that he is, that, that there's a restoration of his kingdom ways that is happening. But there's also a divine connection and relationship starting to happen between different people and ministries and partnerships. Because you know what? No one person's got all the answers. We actually need one another. And in the same, as it is in the body of Christ, how we need one another, there are different ministries and things that need to start to partner together because they need one another as well. Amen? 
You know, just in this period over the last few weeks, I'm starting to get these phone calls from people and it just has to be God. Well, I say phone calls, sometimes it's a Facebook message or whatever, but you know what I'm trying to say. I have this contact from different people in different places, you know, wanting to, to build relationship, wanting to connect, not for any other reason than to partner together for the cause of the kingdom. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a guy who oversees the, um, or who ministers into the islands, Vanuatu, Solomon Islands, Papua New Guinea, you know, Fiji, Tonga, New Zealand, all this place. And, you know, he's uh, connecting, saying, you know what, I just really want to just, you know, build relationship because, you know, I've heard you've got a heart for the great south lands of the Holy Spirit. And so that God is connecting people all over the place. I met with someone else during the week who just has a heart for the regions, that just has a heart for people, you know, for the church to start to rise up and to, and to be the church of Jesus Christ that we're called to be. And God is, so God is connecting people. He is aligning, amen? That is so cool. We see it in Scripture. It was never about an individual. It was always about the corporate. I mean, our salvation is in that context, but, but it's also corporate. And we see, when we read the book of Acts, we see that there's always teams, there was always ministries, there was always communities, there was, there was always gatherings, it was, it was corporate. And in the same way, you know, Paul's heart, that's what Paul's heart was. And he said to the church in Philippi in chapter 1, he says this, he says, I give thanks to my God for for every remembrance of you. Now, the you is plural. It's not just somebody. It's the church in Philippi. Amen? So it's like the church in Bundaberg, many households. And he says, I thank my God. I give thanks to my God every time um, for every remembrance of you. Always praying with joy for all of you in every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. There was a partnership that was happening in the gospel between the church at Philippi and Paul. And yes, there was an, there was a, um, there was an occasion where they stopped providing the support and he had to remind them. And then they went, oh, that's right, we actually said we, we will support Paul. So they actually sent provision. But there was an intentional partnership in the gospel. And he says, I'm thankful because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And he says this, he says, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And then you hear his heart. It is right for me to think this way about you because I have you in my heart. And you, that's plural, are all partners with me in grace. God is aligning. There's a greater understanding of the fact that we need each other. And that just keeps going. Peter puts it this way to remind us. Again, it's plural. But you are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people. We have the answer to the division in the world, and the answer is Jesus Christ. But we've got to lay down our agendas and take up His agendas. 
right here today. How many different nations are represented right here today? We, so we've got Australians. Okay, that's good. Yeah, good. Right, yeah. We've got, we've got New Zealanders. Who else have we got? Finland. America, England, Uruguay. Uruguay, New Zealand said that. Any others? Croatia, Holland, yes, Holland. Any others? Ireland, Germany, Uganda. Emma's here, Papua New Guinea. Well, she's Australian, but she's half Papua New Guinea. Anyway, but the answer is Jesus. We are here today because of Jesus. Doesn't matter what nation we've come from, doesn't matter what our background is, doesn't matter what color we are, doesn't matter any of that, we are here because of Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Amen. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. No other motto, no other stuff. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. He's bringing an alignment. And for those of you that do have Facebook, you would have seen some weeks ago that I put this vision. You know the song, The Blessing? The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. So many versions of that song, but the one that impacted me the most was Louis Giglio's Passion with the Symphony. Because there was a band and there was a choir, and there was a full symphony orchestra. And it was symbolic of the body of Christ. Everyone playing or singing their part. And it was such a beautiful sound. Bundaberg needs to hear the song of the Lord. And it can only happen when we sing it or play it together. The true sound. The sound that captures people's attention. There is an alignment happening. You will see it more and more. There is an alignment happening. And we declare it in Jesus' name. Secondly, my last point before I... Man, look at the time. Is that God is, was speaking to me. You know, and there's, it's really easy to talk about stuff, isn't it? But sometimes it's harder to put feet on things. Or am I the only one that's ever found that? You can talk about a lot of stuff, but sometimes you just got to put feet on it. God is speaking about intentional team ministry because it reads in Ephesians 4 that we can't have true body ministry until we have team ministry. God gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the body or the, or the saints that they would minister. And remember, months ago, for those that would remember, what was that ministry? I said, we're all called to minister to God. Amen? That's our first and primary ministry. We are called to minister to God. Amen? Yep. That's our primary. If that's not right, then everything else is out of order. Our first ministry is to the Lord. But we're also called to minister to one another, that is the body of Christ, and we're also called to minister the gospel of reconciliation into the world. Amen? So we've got a threefold ministry. 
that we're a part of. We minister to God, we minister to one another, and we minister to the world. How cool is that? So we need the, we need the different flavors to begin to minister together more and more to bring a maturity because it says in Ephesians 4, it's, that's, this is what it says, to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. And this is where we not, not, not only do we need each other, but different fellowships, households, ministries need one another because different people have different strengths. I've had a taste of that years back. But it's like it's time. It's time for the ministries and, and people to come together with Jesus Christ as the center. We need the, the, the team ministry to start to minister in such a way that we are grown into maturity. Because right here today, we all have certain strengths and we all have certain areas we need to grow in. Is that a fair call? We all have certain strengths and we all have certain areas. So if you're only getting fed one type of meal, you're missing out on the other stuff, aren't you? So we need, the, we need the body, we need the team to minister. We need to connect and partner with those that God calls us to, that we will grow into maturity. Amen? Can I say this before I move on and we close? Home groups, connect groups, relational groups are key. And if you didn't realize it before the shutdown, hopefully you realize it now. Because it's so much simpler to connect with a dozen people, isn't it? Home groups, connect groups are key. That is where iron sharpens iron, really. That's where you rub shoulders with people. That's where you can really get into some stuff. That's where you can start to open your heart. You can pray for one another, minister to one another. That's where you can start to grow. You know, Sunday should be the overflow of everything that's happening in connect groups and home groups and in life and relationship and stuff. You know, people are getting built up and equipped and encouraged. But Sunday is the overflow. Well, that's what I believe. Because people are being so encouraged in God and connecting and stuff. And stuff is happening that it's just there's an overflow. I've got to share. We've got to share what happened during the week. We've got to share what God's doing. We, we have to share this because God did this and this is happening. It's an overflow. And somewhere in our life, I want to challenge each and every one of us to make space for those small group relationships. Somewhere. Somehow. The traditional model, if I can put it this way, is of a night time, after work, run around with the family, try to do your stuff. Let's get creative. I was saying to someone the other day, because they're busy as a businessman, I said, hey, why not take a lunch hour once a week with three other guys? And the four of you over lunch just go, let's just talk about Jesus. Let's just talk about the kingdom of God. Let's just really start to encourage. Let's just pray for one another. What does that look like? Man, that, that looks like a connect group. Doesn't it? There are creative ways to do it. You know? It doesn't have to look like we all sit around in a circle and whatever. There's creative ways. I know someone that you, back in Tassie that they used, to, they used to do craft stuff and so they used to just, you know, hang around and talk about Jesus and minister and pray and, and open the Word of God whilst they were doing a hobby. 
There's all different ways, but I would say that we need even greater connection for, for, for both now and for future in some way. So I guess if I had this couple of verses of Scripture to share, that there is change happening and there is more change that is coming. And when I say that, I have a sense that I'm not even quite know what I'm saying. But there is a change. We don't need to be scared of change. Because God is working. And things are happening. And He's bringing alignment. And He's doing what He needs to do. We just need to listen and join in with what He's doing. Amen? As I said last week, we are not an organization. We are a living organism. We are the body of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. We are the army of God. And as I mentioned last week also, I wrote down to remind myself, the words of, you know, one and a half years ago, whether it was Katie or Neil or uh, Roy's been, Roy's been sharing with me some prophetic words that he received seven years ago that are so on point. You know, so often when we hear prophecy, we think, oh, yeah, and we just grab it now. But, you know, so often it speaks of that point. And we've got to reach that point. There's so much that I've, that's been written down and so much that I look through that it's like, man, it's, that God is really speaking so loud and clear. He, he was speaking it then, but it's actually speaking to now. Amen? We need that. We need that Word of God ringing in our ears. Amen? Yep. We need to step into this and say, God, I want more of you. I need more of you in my life. I need a greater reality of your presence, your power, your glory, your grace in and through my life. I'm not content just to, just to do what I've been doing for the last year or the last two years or the last five years. I want more of you. Is that why we're here? There was two verses, and there was a song that was going through my head this week, there was, but there was two verses of Scripture that I just wanted to close with. In Micah, you probably mostly all know this verse. In Micah chapter 6, verse 8, it says, Mankind, what is, uh, has he told each of you, uh, sorry, he has told each of you what is good, and what it is that the Lord requires of you to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. I don't know about you, but in my prayer times, it's like the, the ministry, the work of the Spirit is just going deeper and deeper and deeper. In Isaiah 58, it's one of the verses that I keep declaring because I just believe there's something of the Lord or the Spirit on it. Some of you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will restore the foundations laid long ago. You will be called the repairer of broken walls, the restorer of streets where people live. There's a restoration process going on 